the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Russ, uh, why don't we have that song saying Steinbuck? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Because I haven't gotten the uh, royalty rights to put your name on there yet. There you go. Sorry to keep you waiting, Lieutenant Governor. We have Tim Griffin on the line here. He's going to talk to uh, all of us great Arkansans. Tim, it's a pleasure to have you on today. Thanks so much. Now, Steinbach, you're a law professor. You know he can't be he can't be changing that without a little authorization. Now. Well, well, you know, this whole notion <laughs> of intellectual property rights, uh, th- th- those, are, those are too complicated for a simple-minded law professor like myself. I, I think you need to probably talk about the fair use doctrine. I don't know. There you go. If if there's it's ever wrong. a fair use of somebody else's private property, it's for me. Isn't that sounds <laughs> kind of like a leftist idea, right? We're yeah, going to camp out on um, Tim Griffin's lawn because I want to. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, you better be careful if you try camping out on my lawn. Amen, brother. Uh, so I am. I'm sort of talking low because my son. And I are getting a book at Barnes and Noble. Fantastic! I'm getting um, <clears throat> the original Dark Money, nice uh, the Federalist, the Federalist Papers, right? And you know, people talk about Dark Money. Well, I guess that means Alexander Hamilton, John Jay, and James Madison would not have been able to write the Federalist Papers because they were written anonymously. But in any event, exactly, who, who wrote that? Wait, wait, let, let's publicize that. You've got to, you've got to find, file a disclosure with the federal government before you publish that book. That's their definition of free speech. Yeah. That is, so anyway, so I got me. A, they've got a real big copy of the Federalist Papers That's here fantastic. on sale for nine ninety eight, and it's big enough and with a with a cover with a lot of sort of room to write. So I'm, I'm getting it from my desk at work, and I'm going to write the original Dark Money right at the top. I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> but you're right on, of course. You know, there's a, a lot of great. There's a lot of great reading in here. Um, but anyway, um, you know, I I didn't have anything specific to to talk about. I think that um, uh, I'm happy to talk about taxes. One thing I want to talk about on taxes. I know that uh, we had talked about. Um, talking a little bit about this issue and that is the the concept of overall tax burden exactly you know we we focus in as we should on uh certain taxes uh because there are certainly uh certain taxes that have uh, particular impacts in uh consumer and market behavior whether it be a, a sales tax or income tax or whatever but uh, the ultimate measure is not what revenue stream the money comes out of my back pocket, but the overall amount that comes out of my back pocket, right? Amen. Uh, that's important. Um, if I have, 
a hundred dollars in my right pocket, back pocket, a hundred dollars in my left back pocket. You're not going to say, well, look, if you take my hundred dollars from my left pocket, I'm cool with that. But if you take it from my right pocket, I'm not cool with that. And either way, you don't want a hundred dollars leaving your pocket. Exactly. And uh, so I'm a big advocate for reducing the income tax and, uh, which is what, hang on, my son's tapping me on the shoulder. Give me a yes, second, sir. I'm on the radio, buddy. Um, so um, I'm a big advocate for the governor's uh, push to reduce income tax. I think we do need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, always keeping in mind the overall tax burden as well. Um, you know, I'll say this about the income tax. A lot of the people who, who have been against reducing income taxes at all, uh, first of all, they're not – particularly picky in opposing uh, tax relief. These are usually the people opposing income tax relief are generally the same people who oppose all tax relief. That's right. Um, you know, uh, because they they don't want to have less revenue going into the government and, and more revenue going uh, staying in the private sector and, and individuals' pockets. But in any event, you know, one of the things that a lot of folks who oppose income tax relief miss is they say, well, companies won't come, won't go to a particular state because of a lower or even a non-existent income tax. Mm-hmm. Um, yes and no. Uh, they're missing the point. Uh, the first thing I would say is people – Companies are made of human beings. Exactly. Uh, companies are not, you know, made of artificial intelligence. And, exactly. No, I mean they're human beings, right? And so, human beings who work for these companies, and many of them, if a company moves to a state, will have to go into that state. That's right. So we have heard, we have heard here in the state from companies who said, "Hey, um, our people." You currently pay X in income tax or overall tax burden or whatever. They aren't big on moving to your state because of your income tax, right? Mm-hmm. So we have heard that. That's mm-hmm. not. I'm that's sure not made up. But, but more importantly, who the people that pay attention to income tax rates are people who have income. Exactly. Who have who has income? Well, people that. People that have income are generally people with that you want to that you want to move to your state, right? They're people with right. the only people that pay income taxes that fund the government are people earning money. Those are the people you right. want in the state, right? And they're people who have either a certification out of high school, or whatever, or they have a two-year uh, degree, or they have a four-year degree, or they have an advanced degree, or they have some kind of workforce training, technical training. They have something, some kind of skill set that is allowing them to earn income, and therefore they are concerned about the income tax. Those are the people we want here. That's right. We want more of them. That's right. Because Cause it reduces the build. burdens on, other, on the Arkansans living here today. Well, and it allows our, co- our companies who are already here or the ones moving here to grow. That's right. We currently cannot fill. Mm-hmm. We cannot fill all the job openings in the state. And we definitely, and and the country's got the same problem. 
we can't fill all the technical job, the STEM, science, technology, engineering, math. We definitely can't fill all of those openings. So who can fill those openings? People with those skill sets. By the way, those are people who are income in other states, and we want them to come here. So I think that the critics who talk about, well, companies, when they're looking at their bottom line, don't necessarily consider the state's individual income tax. They consider the corporate income tax. Yeah, nonsense. Corporate tax, which, nonsense. Which, by the way, the corporate tax is, is too high also. Right. But, but And we need to reduce that. But all of this is considered because companies are made up of human beings who consider income tax. And so, and if you doubt this, go down and look at uh, Texarkana, even with the income tax exemption that was put there by Clinton, by the way, in 1979, mm-hmm. uh, if, if I remember correctly, that, even with that, in many ways, that has not allowed our side, in some ways, to compete dollar for dollar with the uh, with the Texas side. What it's allowed some of our people to do is to remain living here but working over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, in fact, there's a study of, out of UALR, um, uh, economist uh, Paco, I think, did um, on the two different sides of Texarkana mm-hmm. and the and what the impact of the pop that the policies have there. And so we always have to be looking uh, at different ways to compete, compete better. And you know, it's not just Texarkana, Arkansas that competes with Texas. Of course. It's not just West Memphis that competes with Tennessee. Of course. Little Rock competes with Texas. Amen. Bentonville competes with Texas. Absolutely. Little Rock competes with South Carolina. I mean, it's, we can't act like we're in the 19th century where if you don't have a shared border, you're somehow not competing in trade. Exactly. That's ridiculous. We're exactly. competing with everybody all the time. And so, you know, we've, we've got to think about that. So, uh, obviously, you can't just reduce taxes. You've got to get further reduction in taxes. You've got to reduce, uh, you've got to reduce cement spending with a more efficient, uh, more value-delivering state government. Uh, okay. And that's a whole, that's a much longer conversation. But um, in any event, I think I've only got to 20 after, but... Um, <laughs> that's okay. But but in any event, I wanted to mention that because I, I do think that, that, that the governor's right in pursuing um, reduced income tax, no question. Well, I think you're spot on, Tim. And, and, and I think related to your point also is this notion that it's leftists that seem to think that every problem has a government solution. What about this? What about that? And the fact is... That government does some things well. No conservative has called for the abolition of government. But conservatives understand that government is not the solution to everything. And life will never be perfect. We don't live in heaven. Well, and let me tell you the biggest issue, I think, um, whether it's state, federal, whatever, whether it's Arkansas, whether it's Tennessee, whether it's Timbuktu, um, Generally, you know, I've I've been around politics for a long time, and I've never seen an agency, state, federal, or otherwise. When I was on Ways and Means, we had oversight over Social Security Administration and many other uh, federal entities. Uh, I have never seen any 
government entity come to a hearing and say, just want you to know, we need less or about the same as we did last year. Yeah. Yeah. Never heard that. Yeah. Never heard it. Well, never heard it. It's not part of the culture. The culture, the culture is to grow no matter what. That's right. And here's the thing. An agency can do a really bad job and get more money the next year. That's right. Well, we need more really money to fix job. the bad they job can, we've been doing. They can do a really good job and get more money the next year to, as a reward. That's right. So here, here's the thing. We have got, gov- we have got to have government-wide, federal, state, doesn't matter. You've got to have outcome-based measurements, metrics. You've got to be able to say, we have metrics by which we we judge the the quality, the effectiveness, the efficacy of this agency. We agree on these, and now let's see whether it's doing a good job or not. That's right. That's what we got to have. And uh, the truth is... Most government entities don't have that. And so what what do they do each year? Federal government, same way, and I, I worked to change this when I was there. Um, they start with what they got last year. Right. Exactly. Somehow that's presumed to be the right number. Tim, I, I know that you, you got to go. Before I let you go, I'm just going to give a comment uh, to you, building on what you're saying, for, for something for you to think about, which is uh, now that the legislature is in session, I see these government agencies traipsing up to the legislature, and that's good. We need to hear from the people on the ground working in the agencies. But they have these people who are quite literally hired people whose job is to lobby the legislature on behalf of the agency. And I'm a little bit concerned that taxpayers are paying for agencies that, as you point out, have a tendency to want to grow and spend to come to the legislature to ask for more money to grow and spend. So, yeah, and you know, at the federal level, that is actually prohibited. Interesting. Interesting. Um, and we could get in, that's a longer yeah. conversation. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, well, well, we'll talk about that next time. But, Indeed. But, but look, the, all of these type of things ought to be measured on, um, they ought to be measured by outcomes. You know, someone told me something the other day I, I thought was interesting. I'll just mention it in passing, not to not to just throw something in and leave. But, you know, we've got this productivity funding now for universities or whatever, right. especially based on productivity. That's right. But apparently only 2% of it is based on productivity. Yeah. So it's phony. I mean, that's what I'm that's what I'm told. Now, right. I, I don't throw that out. But right. uh, I, I was told last week that 98 percent of the funding is not based on productivity. Yeah. Only two percent. Yeah. I hear you. And it was supposed to grow over time, but they've frozen at two percent. I don't know. That's something I got to look into. It's interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, like that, we announce something that's awesome. Exactly. And then, when a few years later, you're like, well, we never really did that. We never really so did. We got, we got to take a look at that. We got to take a look at that. Um, I don't know what happened there, but but I'll look into that. Anyway. Um, thank you so much, maybe, Tim. Maybe, thank you, man. We appreciate you. We appreciate your southern accent. We appreciate your great work. And we, 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 uh, we know you're a great lieutenant governor. And uh, I am going to foretell the future that you're going to be a great governor uh, down the road as well. Thank you again. And we'll talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you, brother. Bye-bye. Take care. Let's go to commercial, Russ.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.